no money in poetry That's what sets a poet free I've had all the freedom I can stand You got your cold dog soup and rainbow pie All it takes to get me by Fool my belly till the day I die Cold dog soup and rainbow pie under attack by gnats everybody so if you hear a loud <laughs> clout don't be worried it's just me trying to rid my home of some kind of weird infestation this is cold dog soup the mixtape apparently now a podcast about pest control robert <laughs> how are you i'm doing well man um we're recording this on may the 20th mm-hmm. and we're still alive the timestamp. still alive didn't know uh didn't know if we would be still alive and kicking. I did leave my home this weekend. Uh, was very terrified in doing so. <laughs> did survive. Um, did smoke an analog cigarette and now feel terrible. Oh yeah, so sure. What did you leave your house to do? Back to normal. Um, we had to go record something for wrestling, mm. um, and so that turned into well. While we're all here recording the thing for wrestling, my house is fifteen minutes from here. Let's just go there and eat burgers together. I'm like, you know what? Aww. You gays got a point. Let's go touch each other for a little while. Not too much touching. Uh-huh. Just some gentle shoulder shrugs, a punch to the ribs when a real good joke is made. Sure. And uh, we'll see We'll see if we all don't die. And you're still here. We didn't die. Didn't die yet. Good for you. But uh, we got business to attend to. Yes, we, we do. We got a hot one lined up. That fucking Nat, Shawnee. He's driving me crazy. Oh, my God. Um, uh, we got business to attend to. Um, I have listened to, have you found yourself listening to more music or less music during this whole thing? Uh, more because all I listen to are podcasts. I don't know how you do You it. can't listen to more music how. because all you listen to is music. I can't. Music. I have uh, every day, all day, every day, I just am jamming out to something. Um, and the band we are going to talk about today, I realized, so I decided to go through all my records mm. in alphabetical order, mm-hmm. or as I like to call it, the Hankins Decimal System, <laughs> because sometimes I do get a little loosey-goosey with the placement of the records back on the shelf, and sometimes I let Towns do it, so that that's a wild card sure. already. So I did discover that I had purchased a, uh, a record by this band. In the long, long ago, and probably had never listened to it. Probably purchased the record before I had a record player thinking, oh, I'll buy this and I'll buy a record player. <laughs> and then some years later, it finally did. And man, I loved it a lot more than I thought I was going to because, oddly enough, I love a lot of things about this band. But record-wise, they don't always hold me over because they are um, stylistically not something that I'm always in the mood for. But... Um, this thing really, really got me going and I was very upset when I bought it. I remember that because the song we're going to talk about today was not on that record. Uh, so that took some getting used to, (laughs) I was like, why are you selling this when the best song's not on here? It's clearly their best song. I'll hear no arguments about that. It's clearly their best song. The song in question is take me to the speedway by the Dexatines, a band from our home state of Alabama. Um, and they are very Alabama. They are quintessentially an Alabama band. Um, 
just uh, just really right down in the dirt is this outfit. Just some dirty Daddy, kids. What was the first time you heard about it? Dirty, literally dirty kids. What's the first time you heard about this bunch? Uh, in your car, passenger seat. Which you could say about most things <laughs> that we talk about on this show. Um, yeah, I just remember, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a political animal by nature, and I think the, this... Uh, and a mechanical animal, also. <laughs> it's true. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I think the, the lyrics jumped out to me, and I'm like, well, I love this band forever now. Um, because there are some, you know, there are some pretty, uh, pretty sweet uh, lines in this song, and, uh, you know, it's... Uh, the band the band's fairly liberal i think um is lee baines in this band i can never remember what band lee baines is lee in. baines is in the band now in as much as i have kept up with them. i have not kept up with them well, lee baines at least was in the band at one point he went on to start lee baines and the glory fires and i'm not sure what the dexatines are up to these days if i'm being quite they honest. got back together a little while ago <clears throat> um i uh they went on a hiatus for a couple of years and then they came back and yeah. put out a record. And I, I think they're, you know, just quietly touring. They're doing the same thing that the Polly's are doing and, you know, all, all of those, yeah. all those yeah. type bands. And, and, you know, they never made it super big, Mm-mm. but a lot of bands, good bands always like the Dexatines. And you will often get to catch the Dexatines opening for whoever your favorite band might be. If you like a rock band, because they're a really good opening act. Am I um, am I <clears throat> committing a sin by always thinking of the Dexatines? And this, by the way, is D E X A T E E N S, which we need to get into the name as well. Um, am I am I incorrect in thinking the Dexatines are a, a a little, and I mean like a a a kid version of the Drive By Truckers? That's not. That's not crazy. Um, they're a, a much younger version of that. They are, whereas the truckers sound like the truckers, the Dexatines also sound like the Dexatines, but the Dexatines, I would place them more in a, I'd, it's easier to put them in a genre than it is the truckers. Mm. Um, but very similar. They they talk about where they're from. They have deep Alabama specific draws um, influenced by the same kinds of bands um, but they fit in a scene. Um, the Quadrajets is a band that I hear Patterson Hood talk about all the time that sort of birthed that scene, and the Dexatines fit into that pocket. It's loud. It's it's essentially um, if if what Isbell and um, and uh, well, I'm blanking on every other America Americana artist now. Ray <laughs> uh, really Hubbard and Ray Riley Hubbard and those cats do. If what they do is Americana, this is Southern punk. Is southern punk rock would probably be the best way to describe like this. it's uh there's there's like a, a a sliver of their music in in the same way that the drive by truckers have a sliver of their music um uh, apologizing and yes. and trying to correct for the duality of the yes, southern thing it is i am not a, it is the enlightened southerners take on hey man we're not all that way yeah like uh uh, what is it in, in, uh, is it Ronnie and Neil or Birmingham when it's, uh, there's a lot of good people down here and Neil Young just wasn't around. Just wasn't around. That is in Ronnie and Neil. Yeah. Um, um, it just, ca- it is that take on we're poor kids. We understand the shit that went on down here. 
Um, but we do not cotton to any of that bullshit. And it's just and we'd like to not be labeled as such. And you know, I mean, it is it is a difficulty. Um, you know, I I love Alabama very much. I love my hometown. Um, it's a <laughs> it's a it's a state that uh, you know lets me down a lot. <laughs> um, and uh, but. You know, you, you don't stop loving it and, and loving the people there. And I that's just the kind of theme I get from the Dexatines. Uh, either it's, it, if it's in their overtly political songs like this, or if it's in, uh, you know, their, you know, like Red Dust Rising and stuff like that. Yeah. All of it springs from the same well of, hey, you know those assholes in high school you hated? We hated them too. <laughs> they picked on me too. And they picked on us too. <laughs> that's That's really... What a lot of this comes back to is because I had long hair not, and I was poor. I had long hair and I and I didn't mind buying dope from black guys. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean that's, pretty much that's what it comes back to. Like we're we understand um, this one in particular. Like it is for most bands. I'm not going to say oh this is their best song. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are deeper people that go deeper with this band will argue with me, and I'll I'll concede that point to them. But on a surface level, it does not get better. Than take me to the speedway, and on a surface level, it doesn't get better than take me to the speedway for most anybody else either. For that matter, this is an excellent song. It's fantastic. Uh, it's perfect ten. Musically, it's great. Lyrically, it's great. I have opened two podcasts, two separate podcasts <laughs> with this song. Um, have off thought of using it as entrance music for wrestling as well. It is just a song that I'll never. It rocks ever get so tired hard. Of. It rocks so fucking hard. That- and I've never driven through Talladega. Without timing it just right, so that I'm going to be hitting the speedway right as this crescendo. Shit, it's um, and for those who aren't familiar with the Texatines, I would I would very highly recommend what uh on YouTube looking up this song, a live version of the song, as well as their cover of "Land It" by Vulture Whale, which is of course a song that we will do one day on this podcast. Uh-huh. Um, I can't believe it hadn't happened already. Yeah. Yeah. But they are definitely a better live band than they are yeah, an album band. For sure. Again, but that 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 goes to their punk leanings. It is an experience to see the Dexatines. They are frantic energy in some cases. And then over there on the bass is just D Philippus just doing that thing. Just doing that smooth groove. And that that is Alabama rock and roll. Yeah. It's frantic, loud, except for on the rhythm side. And it is completely R&B muscle shows. Yeah. On the bass. Like that. And you talk about duality. That's the duality of Alabama rock music. Mm. That is it. That is because it is, it's the soul in one hand and the loud screaming um, country Western punk that brings it together. And that's how you know. You've got a band from Alabama. Yeah. And you don't piss off the boys from Alabama. And I feel like if we drag ass in longer, that's what we're going to be doing. (laughs) So hop to it, Shawnee. Uh, Take Me to the Speedway by the Dexatines. It's a shame. It's a sin. I don't care if that's the way it's always been. Drop that flag. Pack it in. I tell you some things just don't need to rise again. Oh, stop. (laughs) So, I guess for our non-local listeners, mm-hmm. we need to e- explain that part. So, "Take Me to the Speedway" refers to Talladega, yeah, primarily. I mean, that's what that's what we all conjure up is the this giant NASCAR race that happens twice a year in Alabama. 
and the city exists for this race. Basically, it is a you know it, it, the population swells yeah. dramatically over the three days surrounding this race experience. It's like a so song, uh, <clears throat> I want to say like a redneck uh, Kentucky Derby because yeah. I've mm-hmm. I've seen on Instagram like celebrities go there. Absolutely, and it's different than Daytona. Because Daytona, at least, is a beach town, and it has other things going on. And this is true for a lot of NASCAR places, so I'm not saying this is exclusive to Talladega, but Talladega is a big race. It's known for uh, being extremely fast, and it's dangerous because just the way the track is laid out. And to speak about, you know, drop that flag, pack it in, some things just don't need to rise again. We're talking about two different flags, and the genius of of, of couching all this oh. in a song about race. Yeah. Oh wow. You know what? I never, I never, uh, I never made that connection. Yeah, it's two separate flags. It's the checkered flag in one hand, the rebel in the other, and of course, playing on the notion that the South will rise again. I tell you, some things just don't need to rise. It's fucking brilliant. It's fantastic. To open up that way. It's a real punch in the mouth right from the start. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and you know what? Now, just kind of reading this, I've always uh, heard the song is, I don't care. That's the way it's always been. I've, I've never heard the if, which changes that line completely. <laughs> it does. It really does. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I just saved money on my car insurance. That's so progressive. <laughs> Oh, <clears throat> and I've been told, I've been told, I've been told to leave it alone. And there again, it's the, there's the fight. Yeah. Hey, just let it be, man. It is the way it is. That's how it's always been. That's how we get through it. They're on their side. We're on our side. Everything's fine. But he's been told to leave it alone. You're not going to teach grandpa. A lot. You're not going to teach grandpa to not say the N word at Thanksgiving dinner because that's the way he was You're brought up. You're not going to. You're not gonna. You're just not gonna. <laughs> um, favorite verse, maybe of all time. Of course, this is your favorite <laughs> verse. Um, so the lyrics here, I see. I see your Haley. I've I've always listened, heard it as I see old Haley. Oh, it's old Haley to me. I don't know. Well, I don't know what the actual lyric is, but it's always old. See old Haley. Yeah. See old Trent. I see old Haley. I see old Trent. <clears throat> I see a rich man, but he hates to pay his rent. I've never, hold on. Hang on. Hang on. I'm going to call it time. What do you me. see? I hear, I see a rich man pedal hate. It is pedal hate. Yes, that's what it is. It's, yes, it's definitely, yeah. this, this, uh, this website has it wrong. <clears throat> I see old Haley. I see old Trent. I see a rich man pedal hate to pay his rent. Hey, Judge Roy, you sacred son. Blue-eyed Jesus with a Bible and a gun. Blue-eyed Jesus with a Bible and a gun is a Bob Dylan quality lyric. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you told me that came from one of those early protest Dylan songs, I wouldn't even bat an eye. I think uh, Blue-eyed Jesus is the... Um, <laughs> follow me down this hole, <laughs> down this rabbit hole. I think Blue-eyed Jesus is the name of the Latin lover of the mother in Christmas shoes. Good Lord. Be- Good Lord. <laughs> Blue-eyed Jesus is number one. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's, he's, he, had a, he had a fiery Latina uh, mother and a, uh, and a German father. Irish father. And Irish- <laughs> it's Louis C.K. We've described Louis C.K. <laughs> uh, Canceled. 
Um, so unpacking this this verse might take a little while, but get in uh, there. This is this is your account here, pal. I'm gonna lay out and let you do your shit. The best the best I can gather is Haley is Haley Barber. Um, he was a uh, he was a governor of Mississippi. He was the head of the uh, Republican National Committee. Um, <clears throat> you know, he uh, probably the I'm gonna say less. Um, you know less critiquable out of these three individuals um he doesn't have the the best um he doesn't have the best uh, record on uh <laughs> on uh race and integration um but the he, mississippi fun bus what about that what's that the mississippi fun bus <laughs> oh i don't remember that at all Okay, put a pin in that gang. You can you can YouTube Mississippi Fun Bus and you'll see a funny skit. But again, this Haley Barber is kind of Mississippi's uh, George Wallace because he okay. um, he's he's been compared to Southern Dem- Democrats before him um, who have had a, a specific approach to race and integration. But you know, he's also like. Uh, one support for the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum, you know? So it's, it's kind of that, you know, if you go back to, uh, the, the three Alabama icons from drive by truckers, it's, it's kind of one of those stories. Um, <clears throat> Trent Lott, uh, another Mississippi politician, uh, you know, again, not the greatest, not the greatest record on, on civil rights and, 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 uh, racial issues. Um, but of course, judge Roy, judge Roy Moore, Oh, somehow. When was this song? When was this song released? Two thousand. It it would have been like mid two thousands, I think. We're gonna say two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah, somewhere in there. Um, Roy Moore still at it, boys. Still <laughs> at it. If you had told me, because at at this time we all, like for me two thousand five. Roy Moore was Roy Moore was ubiquitous at this time because he was the guy that refused to take the Ten Commandments down, and so yeah, big to do on all that. So he was definitely in the news all the time. If you had told me we'd still be dealing with Roy Moore fifteen years after that, I'd have said no way. But here we are. Here we are. <laughs> we are still twelve years away from Roy Moore being credibly accused by multiple people <laughs> of cruising malls in Gadsden, Alabama to find his uh, next underage girlfriend and sign their yearbook as a 35-year-old assistant district attorney. Um, was the first to sign their crack? Roy- <laughs> like a brother, Roy Moore. Kept fucked this summer. Did anybody ever s- <laughs> Did anybody ever sign your yearbook GFTS? Get fa- <laughs> Get fucked this summer? Like I think that was either a uh, that was either a specific a uniquely Grissom thing, or that just started happening after I graduated. Maybe that was maybe that was your generation. No man, we loved each other like a bro. Grissom, what are you talking about? Whitesburg Middle, baby. I'm sitting here in oh sixth grade, and people are being aggressively like aggressively encouraging about uh, their fellow sixth grade pal's sex life. <laughs> Get fucked this summer. <laughs> it's Truly's get fucked this summer. Go bust one this summer. <laughs> Welcome back to middle school. Did you bust? Did you bust dough during the summer, bro? Did you bust? 
if you Google Roy Moore in 2005, uh, the first thing, Roy Moore 2005, the first thing that pops up is CNN, Roy Moore, homosexual conduct should be illegal. Oh, Roy. Blue-eyed Jesus with a Bible and a Do you remember when he showed up in that cute leather vest and he had that tiny little gun? <laughs> Hell yeah. I, <laughs> I love a vest. I love a man in a vest. Oh, I see old Haley. I see old Trent. I see a rich man pedal hate to pay his rent, which that is a line too, my friend. That is, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take my us versus them, uh, uh, comments out of this. But I mean, how accurately can you describe many politicians? And that is a common theme. Like I mentioned that was a Dylan quality lyric earlier. That literally is a, a mirror of a Dylan lyric from only a pawn in their game where he's Ooh. speaking about Medgar Evers being murdered. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's, he's saying, you know, these Southern politicians, they, they amp that up. They amp up the divide between the two races and the white people never notice that, Oh, we're just as poor as these black cats. We don't like, and it's all because of these assholes won't do anything to help either side. Um, so yeah, that is a common theme among this kind of song. Um, and again, that goes back to the, I'm, am I getting this right? Three great Alabama icons. Is that the name of the song? Or just, yeah, okay. yeah, you got it. Um, three great Alabama icons by the drive-by truckers. It's a seven minute spoken words, uh, song, um, with a pretty sweet baseline behind it. Um, and, uh, you know, he, <laughs> it's funny cause in that song, uh, Patterson Hood just talks about. Ronnie Van Zandt and Bear Bryant for like 20 seconds each. And then he, and then the rest of it is George Wallace. He gives six minutes to George Wallace. And in that, you know, retelling of, of and an incredibly fair six minutes to George Wallace. Oh, incredibly fair. Like he was, he wasn't a racist. He just pitted, you know, he, he started with a, with a pretty progressive uh, record as a judge. And then, um, you know, when he realized he could, you know, pit white people against black people and get a lot of votes out of it. That's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. And huh, who knew sound strategy? Yeah. It's a strategy that still works a today. One could call it the Southern strategy by Richard Nixon. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really don't give anybody any guessing room to, to know exactly where I stand. <laughs> But hey, I'll, at least I'm super likable while I do it. Um, I've been told, I've been told, I've been told to leave it alone. And it just, then it just goes into a fucking sweet solo for a while. Yeah, we get to, we rock hard. So hard. We rock very hard during this section of the song. Um, and it, this song really... It builds to its spots and then it delivers. Like it never lets you down in how the music carries you. And even from the opening lick, it is it is a march yeah. to the end. It is a NASCAR race. I'm getting chills, baby. Like it is, it is, it's, you know, you're sitting in the blocks, the pace cars running during and then we start picking up steam and then we hit the solo and we're, we're fucking driving and guess what it's talladega so you know what we do we have a giant old wreck big old car crash 
happens during that solo. And so then we got to pick that steam up again. And then we get to the sprint to the checkered flag to get us home. It is truly a brilliant, brilliant operation by these pretty young boys. Kids, this time. babies, <laughs> rebel man, Alabama gets so hard sometimes to give a damn. And don't it, folks, Fuck, man. don't it get so hard to give a damn sometime? Uh, I believe it was the great uh, Aaron Tippin who said his give a damn was busted. And I think a lot of times our give a damn just gets busted because you do. Uh, he's, we've been preaching the same shit. And, and I don't mean just the shit that we're talking about here in this song. Whatever your shit is, whatever shit you're tired of hearing about, we've all been preaching the same shit over and over and over and over. And it gets hard sometimes to muster up. The give a damn. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why the mass singer works. Because I don't have to give a damn about that. I could just turn it on and say, "Oh, there's a person who I barely recognize singing a song." That's how we get to the place where we are, where we're like, "Well, how the fuck are the Kardashians a thing?" Because it gets hard to give a damn about stuff. I mean, when all you got's a working man's PhD. Got, ain't nothing wrong with the radio, baby. There ain't nothing wrong with the radio. Why do I always think Aaron Tippin did Dust on the Bottle? Who, who sang that song? Ooh, I don't know. Randy Travis? Bro. No, no. It might, it might be a no name. David Lee Murphy. You went, nope, you went deep. You went deep, <laughs> 90s country. You went deep. The 90s were a confusing we're, time. I was listening they to. Were, like Weezer, Cake, Beck, uh, Everclear, Smashing Pumpkins, a lot of radio bands. Also, my sister, one sister was listening to 90s pop country, um, uh, like Ty England should have asked her faster. Uh, <laughs> um, my, and then another sister was listening to the Beastie Boys, okay. Okay. all of yeah. which. We're going to do a 90s country block Hell yeah. on this podcast. A rock block. It's got to happen because I'm here to tell you, I've got a lot of thoughts on Pam Tillis's Shake the Sugar Tree. Oh, hell yeah. i got a lot of thoughts on Shake the Sugar Tree. John, John Michael Montgomery, fucking uh, Grundy County au- auction incident. Whew. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, and look, I need to be up front here. I'm laughing and we're having a good time. I don't think these songs are bad. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I'm not doing this. This is not ironic. Um, those songs legitimate. I almost cried listening to Hal Ketchum's Past the Point of Rescue the other day. Oh, so shit. don't confuse this shit for ah ha ha. They're taking the piss out. No 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 no. Uh-uh. They're goofy and they're silly, but that don't make them bad. No. Oh God, I I will not cause moments of dead air to happen. But there is a song. That I will bring up once we have that mid '90s rock block that I still up to this day. I I need to like Google a uh, country song about running. Ooh, it was oh, Bobby Lee Murphy. That's the name of the song. <laughs> you love anything with three names, but a goddamn serial killer. Oh shit! Oh yeah, Bobby Lee. I don't know. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, Finally, the Dexatines, <laughs> the song we're actually talking about. Um, <clears throat> Take me to the shoreline, dip me in the warm brine, wash away the bad times. Take me to the speedway, drive me through the red clay. We'll just go in circles every day. I love it when a song knows that it didn't solve anything. Mm-hmm. 
they're not trying to solve anything. Yeah, it's like that fucking they're song just, that fucking broke my heart a couple months ago, where the guy's like sitting on his porch, and if he, if she wants to come by and hang out, we that'll be just fine. That's cool. Um, Didn't solve they know shit. They're not going to sum this up in you know four minutes of rock. They're just going to tell you how they feel, and at the end of it, we're just going to go in circles every day. That's what we're going to do because that's what this is. Um, anytime I hear red clay, just the word red clay, it's, I think of home. Um, I don't know why Alabama thinks we've got the market cornered on that. Mm-hmm. There's red clay in other Southern states. Yeah. yeah. But for me, yeah, I, that is uniquely Alabama. Yeah. I always Bulldozers think and dirt. Mm-hmm. I can't get the red stains out of my socks. Can't get you off of my mind. It's always Alabama white sauce and red clay. That's the <laughs> Alabama flag. <laughs> Um, I appreciate a song that, uh, doesn't, uh, reveal the name, the, the title until the penultimate line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's it. What do you want to beat me over the head with it for? Just give it to me. Give it to me at the end. Hold a little something in reserve, Dexatine. I am, um, so I am reading this from the lyrics from the, on genius.com. Which might be the last time I do because the person who uploaded these lyrics, who as we've uh, <clears throat> as we've demonstrated, got two pretty critical lines wrong <laughs> <laughs> at the end. At least made worse. You get, if you make a line better, yeah, in sure. Your transcription, I'll give you that. Made it worse. Like here in heaven, we don't have much time to lose. Um, the <laughs> so it says we'll just go in circles every day, and then there's an ad for a sixty-nine. Nice. No touch thermo- $69 no, no touch thermometer. And then after the ad, it just says, I could be completely off. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I can't give the Dexatines credit for knowing that they didn't solve anything and then penalize the author here who says, I don't know. I'm just, he says, I get to rocking so much during this son of a bitch. I don't know sure. what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> I see a rich man pedal hate to pay his rent. And it it is weird because if this song comes out tomorrow, just as relevant, if it came out in 1964, just as relevant. Yeah. The names might change a little bit, but everything else is still the same. Um, But there's still hope in this that somebody at least stood up and said it. They at least acknowledge the problem. Um, That's not going to solve it, but they at least acknowledged it. And kids that didn't feel the same way as everybody else did at least had some anthem to go to. So and good. I- as the world changed while this song is kind of happening, it's it really it comes out at a time where we did to start we did start to talk about these things at least. I didn't do her for damn, but we did start talking about them. Yeah. Um and I apologize, I was wrong. It's not Bobby Lee Murphy, it's Bobby Ann Mason. By Rick Rick Trevino. That's six. You just said five words that I have never heard before <laughs> together. Oh shit! Uh, I love this song. I love this band. I need to be more familiar with their songs. And again, <clears throat> if you can, if you Google, the, if you want to learn more about the Dexatines, consult your local library. Um, go to YouTube and watch some of these fucking live videos because that landed. 
and so well produced. They they had a they put out like a documentary film basically or a concert film, like a full length uh, a concert film, which which is very well produced. Um, and that I think probably as you've as you kind of laid it out at the beginning of this episode, <clears throat> it really is just southern punk. Yeah. Uh, and and you know you see the sweat, you see just the nastiness of these people, and. Uh, it's weird be- fucking, because you that houndstooth amp oh, speaker cover. It's a, be- oh. it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, it's very weird because, and the same things with the truckers. You will see people that the band hates in the, in the crowd. <laughs> you will see like that is another part of this experience. Is all these guys are playing music to people that they would not like. Like you, you see people who. Um, you know they they've got like the like uh, dress shirts tucked in. Wearing Maui gyms yeah. to the show, and like um, with that weird bead on the back of their sunglasses. <laughs> I don't know what it does, but they got it on. Like a like a crisp uh, Brooks Brothers shirt tucked into like yeah. Wranglers. Yeah, yeah, it is a weird hodgepodge of people that will frequent the places that these bands play. And they're often screaming this to people that don't listen, except for the dozen or so that are there that truly get it. They're having the time of their fucking lives. And man, I got to tell you, folks, the quarantine is starting to get to me because I sure as shit miss sweating next to people screaming out rock lyrics. Yeah, yeah. I might I might actually go to a concert in the future. Not for several years, but I want to go to a concert now. Oh, I can tell you right now, I don't give a fuck if Kathleen Edwards performed from a, a Corona Petri dish, <laughs> I would be splashing around in that motherfucker. Count you me ain't got to worry about that. Count me in. <laughs> Count me the hell in. Anything else we want to say about Take Me to the Speedway? No. I I just listen to it. It's so fucking good. I love that fucking song. Like It is. I am. I don't, as I stated, I don't necessarily go super deep with the Dexatines catalog. And normally, if a band has a song that I love this much, I would do that. This song is so good that I don't even think I have to. I feel like I get the whole Dexatine experience all wrapped up in this thing. And I'm fine with that being my experience. If they just if they put out one song and this was it, I'd still say they were great. Don't do any more because how can you do better than this? They need, a, they need to put out the Dexatine's greatest hit album. 12 times. <laughs> Take me to the speedway. <laughs> Wouldn't hate it. Would not hate it. Don't hate this podcast either, folks. We work hard for you. You got a lot. We scattershotted this thing for you. Still got it done in a tidy half hour-ish. Talked so, about a lot of other stuff. So tidy. And the main question still remains. This summer, did you bust? <laughs> this has been Cold Dog Soup, the mixtape. <laughs> Flat